if, if Bill would have been a bank robber, I would have been a bank robber. Yeah, I mean, right, right. Because he inspired you and oh, believed just, in you. And, well, and it was yeah. about money that inspired me, you know, and nice yeah. things. There isn't a secret to success. There are different systems. And do you know what? There's not just one route that you've got to follow slavishly. Different people have used different ways to, to find their pot of gold. Look, I, I think everyone's got to make mistakes. I mean, you know, yourself, a man that never made a mistake, never made fuck all. Like, I'm not going to knock education and, um, you know, I look back on it, you know, I left school uh, 15, which was a massive mistake. I mean, I realise that now. I should have left at 14. Well, Einstein said, if he could, if he was to come again, he would come back as a plumber. Oh, did he say that? Yeah, oh, you didn't know that. Oh, no, I didn't know that. Okay. And I, I, I've read lots of So quotes. I'm going to say, if I was to come back again, I'd come back as Einstein. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of Success is a System, and I'm here with Charlie Mullins of Pimlico Plumbers, uh, which Charlie Charlie sold for a fantastic nine-figure sum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. nine-figure sum. What a dream, eh? And Charlie's been kind enough to invite us into his beautiful home uh, in Westminster, right on the river. Um, stunning. So we, we appreciate your time. We appreciate you allowing us into your home, Charlie. And today we're going to spend the next 40 minutes or so uh, trying to work out what systems Charlie adopted, where he came from and how he became successful and what he would recommend to other people to, to replicate that success for themselves. So thank you again, Charlie. Yeah. And uh, thanks for the beer, by the way. Yeah, no, nice lovely. To, I mean, to... uh, look, it's great that you're here and, and rightly you said it's, it's, a, it's a dream home, something I could have never... Never ever sort of thought it would happen, you know. Um, come from a similar background to yourself, you know. Um, brought up on a council estate or dragged up on a council estate. Uh, very working class people. Yeah. And yeah. Three, three brothers. Um, money was unbelievable tight, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. Like like many people. Um, so uh, you know, certainly the background that, that where I come from is totally different from where I am today. And um, you know, I, I do believe that coming from a very much a poor working class background, it, it, it can help you. But then I'm sure that, you know, people that can afford loads of money and send their kids to university and have a great life, you know, that, that can also help you. So I think there's many ways to to become successful and I, and I think it's, it's a case of finding the route that, that sort of suits you. Great. And, and that's sort of where we're, where we're at with success as a system. It's saying there isn't a secret to success. There are different systems. And you know what? There's not just one route that you've got to follow slavishly. Different people have used different ways to, to find their pot of gold. Yeah. Uh, something you said about earlier. Um, and actually, you can look at lots and lots of people and emulate different bits that they did to try and find your pot of gold. Exactly. Um, and, you know, I know your story. You, you finished school at 15. Is that right? 15, yeah. Left school uh, 15. I mean, just to go back a little bit there on Mike. So, so first of all, I'm living in North London, Camden Town, rented accommodation, three brothers, uh, mum and dad working class people, barmaid, cleaner, dad working in a factory, just moving boxes around. Um, and, and all of a sudden there's, there's, there's a plumber in the area that um, everyone's talking about. You know, he's got a motorbike, he's got a car, he's got loads of jewellery, he's got a lovely home, he's got loads of money. He's going on holiday and everyone's talking about this guy, you know, and they think he's a crook kind of thing. You know, and he goes out in the middle of the night on his motorbike, which everyone said he was getting involved with drugs, but he was going out on emergency call-outs. And I got to know him and, and he become uh, 
my tutor really and from about nine years to about 11 I worked with with Bill Bill Ellis his name and basically I used to bunk off school and work with him for two bob a day plus um 10p 10p and and the greatest thing was he used to buy me like the dinner um egg, egg, uh, egg and chips yeah that was in two slices of bread and a cup of tea and it was like wow um and he used to say to me, you know, I'm not, I'm not telling anyone to bunk off school, you know what I mean? I'm not saying that at all, but, you know, he used to say to me that you'll learn more off of me than, you know, like many kids that didn't like school. So he used to bunk off school. I think my mum knew anyhow, but my dad definitely didn't know. I think my mum knew. And uh, it was just like, you know, working with Bill all day was, well, there's so much, like, yeah, that yeah. he just taught me about Because I life. guess in addition to the plumbing... He's giving, he's giving you, and you don't even realise it at the time, I think. Every day's a school day, whether you're in school or out of school, but yeah. he's probably inspiring you and giving you quotes oh. and talking about politics and, and business and it what you just, need to do. I mean, so you're being taught, like, intensely like, without realising. Like life skills, but, it, you know, <clears throat> I can't even remember what he taught me about plumbing, if I'm being honest, but, but that side of it, it, yeah. it just was fairly natural, you know, like you, all kids like messing about with tools and things like that, and... You know, he must have taught me about the, the plumbing, but all day long he was just educating me. And, you know, when we go and get stuff from the shop, how you, how you behave in the queue, don't let people jump in on you. And, yeah. and just all the bits with it. And, and just like, it was just something I'd never, you know, I had a father, but maybe it wasn't a father, I think, that, that could relate to me of, of how to become successful when I look yeah, back yeah, on yeah, it. Yeah. It's like, you know, and, and I just used to think, I used to admire him so much, and I think myself, all over want to be as a plumber, you know, because he's got all these things. And and often people say to me, you know, you know, all the material things are not all in any, all in everything. And I say, yeah, you're right. But there's nothing wrong with being inspired because someone's got a good car or a nice house. And you know, when I used to work in all the nice houses, all I ever wanted was to get a nice house or or a better apartment. So I think what's out there is what inspires us. And, yeah, yeah. you know, I'm not into that. People say money's not, not you know, this, that, and it's all about happiness. Well, I, I can be happy and be poor, and I can be happy and be rich. And, uh, you know, I'd rather be rich. Yeah. I've said to people before that, look, money isn't the be-all and end-all. And actually, the older I get, the more I realise it's the simple things that I like. However, I've never had an argument with my wife about having too much money. <laughs> you know, and uh, yeah, like uh, a few years ago, one of my daughters had scoliosis. And, you know, I remember it was like, wait, wait a few months on the NHS, but it was like pressing on her lungs and everything else. Yeah. Or 52 grand, and she can have it Tuesday. This is on a Friday. Yeah. That's like, I didn't think twice, wrote the bloody check out. Yeah. But loads of people can't write the check out. And sometimes when people say, it's not about the money, money's not important, I say, it might not be. But what if your neighbour, your mum, your dad, your daughter, your grandkids had an issue like that, wouldn't you like to be in a position to write that cheque and say, look, there you go? Yeah. Well, look, look I'm with you. That. I get a lot of stick over the money. And you said I sold Pimlico Plumbers and it was uh, somewhere £145 million. Pound. You know, somewhere round about there with some shares in that. And I'm not Back embarrassed. Back that used to be a lot of money. <laughs> well, it's a lot of money now. But, but, it's a huge amount, isn't it? You know, I'm not embarrassed about that. You know, that, that's what I got out of it. And a lot of people have benefited, you know, very much from, yeah. the, from that sale. But, you know, I'm quite proud of that, you know. Um, well, rightly so. To, to, you know, I learned off a bill, bunking off a school, and all I ever wanted to be was a plumber, and, and, and it's just progress from there. And, and if I'm being honest, people used to say to me, oh, you're greedy, Charlie, you're this, that, that. Well, yeah, fine, call me greedy. But, but I often say, because, you know, 
I, I do a lot of mentoring. So I talk to people and they'll say, yeah, but my brother says this or my mates say that or, you know, neighbours say this. And I say, yeah, but look at whoever's giving you the advice. So I'd, I'd talk about my mum. She was a cleaner as well, actually. And she used to, at night when we were asleep, I'd hear her whirring away on the, on the sewing machine as well. She'd do piecework at night. I think, bloody hell, does she ever sleep? Now, if I wanted advice on how to make kids feel loved and hard work, I'd speak to my mum. But if I wanted advice on business, I wouldn't go to her because she never succeeded in That's business. Right. Yeah. And so one of the things I say is if you're hearing people say you're, you're a wrong and Charlie or you're too focused on money, I'd look at whether they're educated oh, to, to make that yeah. comment. Well, look, you know, you know, exactly it. You know, I mean, I, I weigh that person up and... Um, you know, uh, I, you know, of course you do. And, and, you know, I don't take much advice. I just look around, I see what's going on, and then I think, can I adapt that? Can I use it? Will it be to my advantage? And, um, and I think that's what I've done with Bill. You know, he's a self-employed plumber. He, he, he built up a, 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 a high-class clientele, loads of, loads of money people, and they loved him and, and tipped him and looked after him and continues to give him work. And I just followed them footsteps. And... Um, but expanded on it, you know. And, you, and to roll forward then, you set up Pimlico Plumbers at 27. Was you with Bill until 27? No, or, so I was only um, with Bill as a school kid from... Oh, OK. Oh, no, I mean, if I'd have with him until I was 27, I'd be a billionaire now, you know what oh, I mean? Right. Oh, right. Oh, that's for sure. No, it was just a couple of years while I didn't go to school. I missed one year at school. We moved from North London to South London, and during that year, somehow, I disappeared from the system, and I was, you know, not working with Bill that hot, but... Day here, day there, a couple of days here. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. you know, and, and then, of course, the seeds were sown. I mean, um, talk about when you're young and, you know, the seeds could be sown by anything. And, and, and if there's ever a true saying, the younger you are and you, you, you get that seed in your mind. As soon as that, I went on the plumbing and see what was going on with the money and, and the type of places you're working in, that was it. I mean... If, if Bill would have been a bank robber, I would have been a bank robber. Because yeah, right, right. he inspired you and oh, believed just, in you. And, well, and it was yeah. about money that inspired me, you know, and nice yeah, things. And yeah. he's saying, you know, you could have this. I remember his, his words were, if you become an apprentice plumber, you'll never be out of work and you'll earn loads of money. And I'm telling people that 50 years down the line. I'm yeah. telling them it's a day. So yeah. the bits that stuck with me, it was <clears> all about, you know, how well we can do in life. And... Um, yeah, and, and, and I followed that route. There's, there's no two ways about and, that. And you never, between then, you left, so you left school, obviously, you went into apprenticeship as a plumber. Yeah. Did you stay with one company until you set up on your own? How did that... Yeah, yeah. Work? Okay, so I, I do the apprenticeship and, you know, as you know, you're leaving school and all the, you know, they've got no interest in you. All, all the, um, you know, the top of the class people are all, oh, we've got this job, we've got this interview. Don't even talk. And, you know, I remember the, the um, career fellow said, what, what are you going to do then? I said, well, I've got a... Um, I've got an interview for an apprenticeship plumber. He went, oh, okay then. Like, as if to say, all right. Why don't you want to be a bank manager? Or yeah, and, and it was like, it was, it was a, you know, I think, I think at the time people that didn't, weren't that academic, you went into the building trade. Um, but of course that's changed now, you know what I mean? I mean, um, you know, you get some clever people in the building trade now mm. because they've worked out that, you know, you can earn loads, loads of money and, and there's massive shortage of skills and demand, supply and demand for trades when it's incredible. Um, you know, uh, I think now if I was starting out in plumbing again, I'd be a millionaire but, in next to no time. And, and, and that's really important always to think, what would I say if I go back? So I think it's good that you do give time to a podcast like this or to speak to people and try and give them 
extra belief that you perhaps didn't have in the early years that would have propelled you even quicker. Yeah. But what I often, you know, you talk about the careers advisor, and I've never been out of connect with, you got a careers advisor, I don't know if in today's money they'd probably be on 40 grand, 35, 40 grand. Yeah. And yet they're going to tell you how to be successful and, and have your dreams and everything else. And I think I'd much rather listen to Bill, who's got his own business and, and all the things that yeah. you talked about, or you or a podcast or read a book of someone who had actually achieved it rather than someone who's kind of going through a list of, oh, he likes music, so he should be a musician. Or, you yeah. know, he's good at math, so he should work in a bank. It's like they're, ju- they're, they're never going to be qualified as a careers officer to tell someone no. how to be anything better than a careers officer. That, that's right. And I think that's the system. And, you know, that's the system most people follow. But, you know, so many people that... that didn't stick to the, um, you know, the academic side of things. And, you know, they've gone on to, you know, they've got the drive, they've got the ambition, they've got the enthusiasm to set up a business. And, you know, I think that, you know, it's, it's, not, it's not one size fits for all, you know what I mean? You, you, you know, like I'm not going to knock education and, um, you know, I look back on it, you know, I left school at 15, which was a massive mistake. I mean, I realise that now. I should have left at 14 because, <laughs> you know, I was always going to be a plumber. Yeah, so you wasted an extra year. uh, An extra year. And, you know, in the workplace, there's no substitute for experience. You know, I mean, I used to have people come and apply for jobs with us. They've just come out from university. Um, They've got all the degrees possible. um, But they've never had any work experience. And and at that time, we're more inclined to take someone on that's been in the workplace than someone that ain't. You know, um, if someone's had a year or two in the workplace, that's more valuable uh, than... Sitting, sitting, you know, doing a often a, a waste of time degree. I mean, you, I used to have guys come and apply for a job with me, and they got a, a degree in sculpture, and I'm like looking at them and thinking, what? How's that relevant? To- you know, what's that? And to be honest, I mean, you know, most of them couldn't cross the road on their own, and you know, you know, and and but if I get someone else coming like me with a bit of drive and a bit of ambition, I want to be a plumber. You know, that's, and they got that's something what, about. Um, well, yeah. I mean, I don't think it's a right nor wrong, but but I think what we need to realise is that, um, you know, it, it, it's out there for you. Your pot of gold's there. If you want to go for that pot of gold, just try and work out your, your route, which way you want to get to. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. you got, you know, you're gonna have a million sort of hiccups on the way. That's for sure. So, so at 27, though, you set up Pimlico. Was that scary? Yeah, blimey, yeah. I mean, I was, you know... What, what was the trigger that made you think, rather than working for other people, I'm going to do it on my own? Well, what happened, to be honest, when I'd done my apprenticeship and I finished at 19, I left that day. I was <clears> gone from the company. I'd already started setting up customers and doing a bit of private work. And I was so pissed off of um, people telling me, you're late, uh, you know, take your hands out of your pocket and don't do this, don't do that. Look busy when the boss comes round. And I just thought, I don't want anyone bossing me about it. I've had four years of it. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. Go and sweep up, go and make the tea. And all right, it's part of the job, you know what I mean? And I'll go, go up the road and get some milk, go up the road and get some. And I had four years of like being told what to do. Never, it looked like I could never do anything right kind of thing. And, um, but, but the day my apprenticeship finished, I left and I become self-employed. And, you know, never been out of work, you know, I mean, never been out of work. And, and all of a sudden, like, I'm self-employed and I'm building up clients and it's like you're getting educated again in the workplace. I mean, I, you know, I never used to regard myself as a businessman. Even now people yeah, say to me, what do you do? I say, I'm a plumber. But it goes beyond the plumbing because I think, 
when when you when you start to build up and then you think, well, you know what, I'm sorting the money out here, I'm sorting the estimates out, I'm I'm like getting further work, you know, you become the businessman. So, so give us, I mean, one of the things I'll often talk about with business is. They all want to go like this, you know, from here and success and it all be good. But the reality is it's like a mountain range. It's oh. up and down, and up and down. Yeah. Talk to us about your views on failure and like just getting knocked and, and everything else. And and we were talking earlier about your your, your love of boxing. And, and, you know, I had a boxing uh, stuff uh, club as well that I used to sponsor. And, you know, in that, you get used to having to take a hit occasionally and getting stronger through taking a hit and learning new skills yeah. or putting the work in so that you can avoid a hit. How, how do you equate all of that to kind of the first 10 years, say, when it was probably up and down and, and so on, or wasn't it? it yeah, was all well, look, so. I think you're right. I think, you know, there's a lot of similarities, similarities that you pick up in a sport. And, and one in boxing is, you know, you've got, you've got to be determined, you've got to be have drive. You've got to not be prepared to to be second. You don't get known for being second in boxing, um, and, and you know it's, it's all about winning and becoming the winner. And, and, and I think you put more into the boxing to make that happen the best you can. The training and you know the way you eat and that. I think it's the same with business. You want to be a winner, and a lot a lot of my boxing. Um, you know, how I was taught, you know, for about four or five years, the discipline, turn up on time, you know, eating well, making sure you go home, making sure you get up next day, making sure you don't get in no trouble. And I, and I think if you apply that to the, to the business world, it makes you, it just makes you doing it the right way. And I believe that if you do something the right way, you've got a better yeah. chance of making it than doing it the wrong way. And... You know, I think without my boxing background, I wouldn't be where I got today. No, I completely agree. And when I when I used to sponsor the boxing club, and we'd have like 13, 14 year old kids coming in, and they were their parents would say, "Oh, he's you know a bit of a problem." Da -da. And before long, they'd buck, they'd knuckle down. Yeah. And and there were lots of similarities to me, like the saying, "Let me mark your card." Yeah. Well, from the first proper fight you have your cards are marked aren't yeah, they yeah. did you shake hands did did you, That's you right. did, yeah. were you respectful to the opponent were you respectful to the ref yeah. did you shake even if you've lost did you shake yeah. your hand at That's the end right. or touch gloves yeah. kind of thing so in a way, that's teaching kids at an early age. It's not about the fighting. It's about the discipline. It's about up. the respect yeah. and uh, yeah. and the work that goes in and all, all of that. And so let's let's go forward then. So Pimlico, was there a point at which you realised, shit, this is going to be big? Or did you just keep, like, did it just yeah, grow? Yeah, no, I, I did realise that. Let me just go back to, okay. I've become self-employed. I start working in the Pimlico area, working for Pimlico Properties, and uh, me and another guy was working, which was Sammy Fox's dad. He was a carpenter. And, um, and we worked together for a couple of years on and off. And, and all of a sudden, like, Sammy Fox is going to be in the papers and start a page free. So Pat said, I'm going to take three weeks off and um, give a, a bit of an hand. They'll be back. Well, he never, he never picks a saw up again for, right for right. Pat. So because I was, her career just That off. was it. It just went for it. So I'm left there. And then the... Pimlico property guy says, um, look, I have a room in my basement here, a fucking derelict basement. He said, would you like it as an office? And I'm like, what are you on about? You know, you know, I don't understand what you're getting at. Why do I need an office? Why you? does a plumber need an office? And I couldn't work it out. And he said, you know, you could have this phone and answer machine and leave your stuff here and boom, 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 boom. And anyhow, I had sleepless nights about it. And I said, I'll do it. But I didn't know what I was doing. I just didn't know. But something told me it's a step forward. And from there, it just escalated. It was yeah. then answering machine. Then I got 
a part-time someone in to answer the phones. Then I'm like <clears throat> answering the phones and I'm doing the jobs. And the turning point was I employed somebody. And, and I honestly think in business, until you employ people, it's highly unlikely you're going to be get to the big time. Well, it's not really a business. You sort of go from being employed by someone else to being self-employed by your business. That's but right. once you employ someone else, oh, suddenly it's, it's kind changes. of a different meaning. And you know, I learned in business that it's like, you know, the employment side is a double-sided sword. Um, it, it happens to be the best thing in business is employing people to grow your business, but it's also the worst thing in business yeah, yeah. because all the bits that go with it. I and mean, on that, here we are, roll forward, whatever, 30 years forward. I have a real problem with all this homeworking now. Not a problem with homeworking per se, but with people saying, I'm yeah. not coming back to the office. Yeah. You know, and I think there's a real opportunity for a mix, but we have we have we got a week with employees because i know you yeah, you're course. always quite strict on yeah. saying you've got to be smart no tattoos you know that are showing yeah. and stuff like, and and because that's the standard that your brand wanted to set what, what do you feel about today's employment well, well, well today i mean you know we could we could be arguing disagreeing all day look the people that work from home and the bosses are, uh, are okay with that get on with it but if you want to run a successful business and you want, you really want to make it, you need to get an office. You need to get people into the workplace, and you, that's that's how it's done. I mean, you, you know, I mean, all this nonsense about we work more from home. You know, I mean, and it's more productive. The only thing that's more productive is, you know, the decorating gets done, the ironing gets done, a bit of shopping, coal. You know, <laughs> not the job though. Yeah, I mean, look, look. If them people want to do that, carry on with it. But I'll, I'll, I'm opening up a new service company next year and no one won't be working from home. And, and I believe that businesses will thrive now that come into the office face-to-face, um, um, dealing with things as they are. Because I've got to be honest, some of the other people that, that work from home, and that, I'm not saying all of them, they're a waste of time. I mean, if I'm doing business with anyone now, if they tell me they're working from home or running a business from home, I'm out. Yeah, I'm yeah, done. Yeah. And, uh, you know... I believe we should give the people that come into the workplace double the amount of wages to the ones that stay at home. But, yeah, but, no. but, but listen, I'm with you on it. I'm yeah. with you on it, mate. But as, as Pimlico started to grow and, you know, uh, become like Pimlico plumbers, and people, you know, even now, I sort of laugh at them, but go, how did you think of a name like that? And, well, I didn't, you know. I said, the... the estate, we're in Pimlico, we're going yeah, to Pimlico. Well, the estate agent kept saying to me, no, the customer was saying, oh, you're the Pimlico plumber. Ah, okay. So okay. because it was in that area, and I'm thinking, I didn't move out of Pimlico. And then when I started employing people, you know, just put an S on the end of it, Pimlico plumbers, it was simple. Brilliant. And then, you know, I think, as you say, you get educated in the workplace. I mean, my education didn't start at school. It started when I left school. Well, it started before yeah, I left school, yeah. when I was bunking off school. Because, you know, I was never going to be, you know, like in banks or finance or an accountant or, or anything like that. You know, yeah. I was always going to be a plumber. Once, once I had that thought there... And, you know, but I didn't know what it entailed because I think as you, as you start becoming good at your job and things are going well, you start progressing and the turning point is employing people. No, absolutely. And, and just to pick up on, on that last sort of minute as well, um, because we're talking success systems, success is a system and, and, and what are the systems that make it? I mean... For me, you said something there about, you know, I didn't really learn at school, but I learned as I get in business. Two things, really. One is, every day's a school day, and we can do terribly at school. We can be the worst pupil, come out with the worst results, 
if we put ourselves to work and are willing to open our eyes and learn, we can still become really successful. And in what you were saying there, you know, a lot of us and part of this podcast is about don't make mistakes that you don't have to make. Listen to what Charlie did. Listen to what Dave Potts did. Listen to what Neville Wright did. Listen to what Alex Hughes did. Listen to what Alex Curtis did. All the different people that I've had on the podcast. And somewhere in there, you'll find something. But um, each of them are kind of working on a basis that they're constantly learning, constantly moving forward. And where you start is not important. It's where you end up and the journey along the way. But you... So you never... It weren't that you were against education. You just... It didn't work for you in school. And and the other thing that you said was you sort of, I didn't really know. Now, the beauty is you can learn from stuff like this, but equally, you can make a shitload of mistakes and still be really successful. Yeah, look, I, I think everyone's got to make mistakes. I mean, you know, you saw a man that never made a mistake, never made fuck all. Yeah. And a man that made too many never had fuck all. So yeah. you've got to make them mistakes. And, and you know, over the years, I've, I've made so many mistakes, you know, employed the wrong person, got rid of the wrong person, you know, didn't conduct myself this way now, but you learn from it. And I used to work out in the, in, in the week, if, if for everything I've done this week, if I've got it 60, 70% right, I'm in front. Yeah, if it was the yeah. other way around, yeah. everything was wrong, then, then I need to change it. And, and I think in the end, mistakes, I don't think are a problem. You know what I mean? They're not a problem. It's how you learn, isn't it? And I often say to people, everything you ever got good at in life, you're shit at to start with. Learning to walk, you got up, fell down, got up, fell down, got up. Eventually, it. you learn to walk if you carry on. And if you're watching and you're learning from those falls, you, you, you can move on. But let's talk about how you evolved, because you sort of said you employed some people, you made some mistakes, you employed some people, you made some mistakes. You were known for having really smart staff, having vans that were spotless uh, for saying things like, your home will be at least as clean when my guys leave as it was when they arrived. Where did... Because, you know, tradespeople generally aren't known for being smart, sharp. They have dented vans, they have dirty vans. Where did that come from for you? Where it come from, as an apprentice again, we turn up in these big posh houses and... The woman's moaning, oh, the plumber I had, his arse was hanging out his trousers, didn't finish the job, not transparent. And you're listening. Yeah, yeah and, and I'm thinking, and I, and I thought, when I become self-employed, I don't want people getting on my case about you didn't turn up, you didn't finish the job, you're untidy, scruffy van, uh, you're not transparent. And, and, and I thought, I do not want that. So this is true as anything. I sat down and I wrote, I think, I think it was about 20 things that... Are, that are wrong in the industry that people the plumber gets blamed for you know right, right. It never gives you a price never comes back don't tidy up leaves the rubbish there don't turn up a particular day knocks off early so i wrote a list and i put the complete opposite you know so turn so up. i'm gonna turn up I'm yeah gonna be well it was up. like turning up late turn up on time scrappy bastard get a uniform rusty old van get a good van uh not transparent give them the price um, not finishing the job, finish the job, rubbish. And I just come up with 20 things and done the opposite. And, and, and we carried that out through Pimlico all, all the time. And if I'm being honest, I don't think it's that Pimlico was so good, it was that some of the rest were so bad. And if you do anything right, <laughs> if you do anything right, and you've got, and, and you're, I'm going to use the word value for money, people will always pay for quality. 
people and, and that was another point and it's a point for loads of businesses you know when I was doing a lot in retail they all think oh the fucking supermarkets are stealing all the customers because they're cheaper oh my god now the discounters are stealing all our customers because they're cheaper and yet we're seeing businesses even during all of that going on when it, and particularly bad in the sort of 2000s but during that time, Marks and Spencers grew their food business. Waitrose yeah, grew quality, their food quality. business. So I could say, well, it's not all about the discounters, then. That's right. No, These guys are doing. So you were able to command what what would be an average? Do you think twenty, thirty percent premium on normal prices for you, for what you yeah, did? Or, yeah, probably. Yeah. And 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 do you believe that? That is because you set those standards and people were willing to pay for it. Undoubtedly. I mean, you know, I learned uh, again just in, in out there in the workplace that people will always pay for quality. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, if, if you're saying to someone, we're going to turn up on time, we're smart people, we won't let you down, we won't leave a mess, we get the job done, the people that's got money will do that. Yeah, and yeah, and yeah. that's it. I mean, you, you can't, you can offer that service to, to people that are perhaps not so well off and you're not going to make any money of it, but you, you've got to cater for the type of service you want to offer and the type of customer. Yeah. And, you know, I've heard so many stories over the years, people go, I'd rather work for people that ain't got no money. And, I was, and I'm telling you now, you can always get money off of people yeah. that's got money, but you can't get money off people that haven't got any money. But, but what's interesting, I mean, all of that stuff on price, we used to do, the, when I run a research business based out of, firstly, uh, Camden and Farringdon with a business partner called Tom. We built it here, America, Australia, New Zealand. We did work across 18 European countries. And price was the biggest thing. People would say, it's all about price. Yeah. We say, it's not about price. Actually, yeah. when we speak to customers, we say, why are you here? Uh, it would be friendly service. It would be fast service. Yeah, it would be quality of product. And price would be in that mix, but it wasn't everything. Oh. And then, so we got to this thing where we say, there's this kind of scales of price. The, the, where I'm willing to pay price is a scale of the benefits I receive for the burdens I endure. If they're always late, if they're yeah. always scruffy, they've got to be bloody cheap because if they're expensive and that, I'm not doing it kind of well, thing. Look, all, all them things, I mean, common sense has got to come into it. And a lot of, you know, a lot of things you can look at and, you know, put it like this. If you get a, a smart plumber and, and smart estimator and smart vans, you'll get a smart job. You get a scruffy plumber, all the bits, you'll get a bad job. I mean, it just it just go, goes to work so, out there. So your new services business, is that going to be Pimlico 2 or is it completely different? No, totally different. It's, um, it's a company called WeFix. Okay. It's going to be. Um, we're, all, we're, all, we're planning it now, putting it in place, but we have a, a clause, a legal clause that we can't trade for and three years. Compete, yeah. That's up next year. I wouldn't dream of trading um, before then because that's not the deal I had. No. But... You know, we'll be up and, and we will clean up in London again. No two ways. So it's not going to be plumbing. That's going to be any any. Yeah, well, it's going to be like, any like trade, like Pimlico, all trades again. So, but you're um, still going to go premium. You're still going to have all those good things that you had in, pre, in Pimlico. I, I, I'll copy. I'll copy what I've done before. And one is to get you know smart vans on the road and very recognisable vans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there, there's, there's a thing like um, you know when I come up with a van idea with number plates and on call sign. Yeah. yeah. And, and the way we had them sign, sign uh, written, um, I actually think we had the most recognisable van on the road of quality. I mean, it's loads of... Well, you are the most uh, famous plumber and plumbing in world, business yeah. in the world. Yeah. So it clearly worked. So, so, and I would do very much similar to that, but better now, because I've learned things I could, I could, I could improve on it. And it's, it, it's like, you know, when I come up with a number plate idea... You know, it, 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 it wasn't, I'm sitting down all night and trying to come up with something. Someone said to me, this number plate's coming up in the auction, Charlie, called Drain. Um, 
you should buy it. And I'm looking at it and they're talking about six grand. I'm having sleepless nights and I'm thinking, what are you on about? Am I mad? You know, six grand 40 years ago. And something made me my, I think it's that, you know, like they all Branding say, you've got, to take, you've got to take a risk. And I, I always try and do, I try and not follow everyone else. So if everybody said to me, don't buy it, Observe buy the it. masses and do the opposite. Yeah. That was a Disney thing. Well, yeah. I, I used to always say to people that, you know, I'll ask someone a question about, what do you think, should we dig the old there? Yeah. And if most of them go dig it there, I'll go the opposite yeah, way. Because yeah, yeah. I worked a thing out, if, if we was all right, we'd all be millionaires, and, and we're pe- not. People might say, that was a foolish decision, or, or that, that was like a, a risk on money. But am I right in thinking that by the time you sold, those number plates alone were worth a million and a half? Oh, all of that, blimey. All yeah, of yeah. that, yeah. I mean, so look, it was a good investment as well. Well, it's a good investment anyhow, but the publicity it gave us was amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely amazing. And, um, you know, I don't know a better way of getting free publicity than number plates. And, you know, there's, there's another one. When I, when I first signed written the bands, and I've been talking to tradesmen for years, and they go, oh, I never had my name on my van. Don't want my neighbours to know what I'm doing. I don't <laughs> want this, don't want that. That's crazy. Don't want them to think I'm a well. And I'm looking at them, I think... You, you, you're going nowhere. You're going nowhere. You will, yeah, you will just plod yeah. about for the rest of your life. And 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 I'd worked out with the vans. The uh, biggest form of advertisement was their vans, and it didn't cost us nothing. They was driving yeah. around anyhow. We put a bit of sign writing on, and I thought to myself, how comes people can't see it? I, w- I want to get. I do want to get into your um, mastery because I think it is mastery of of PR and publicity and, and brand building. Um, but before I get into that, talking about another business, uh, and I mean it with utmost respect, you're 71 years old, is that right? Well, near enough. But near yeah. enough. But you have more energy than most 20, and I mean this completely yeah, yeah. honestly, than most 20-year-olds. So you've got that kind of like yeah. fire about you. But you, you sold a business for a lot of money, 71. You could just go off and live on a beach. You could just like do nothing, but you're going to go again. I mean, yeah. where does that... Where does that passion that energy that that that, that, that desire to 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 have the excitement yeah. for business well, look, that you still have come from do you think although i must come from my background working as a kid and, and working class background and having to work to survive and having to work to get money and as much as i don't need the money now you know the you more still you get got, the buzz yeah the more you got the more you can spend anyhow and but i think i think it comes back from them days that you know you don't get nothing for nothing and you know, I, I just feel that all, all I've picked up in when I had the company, there's so many like knowledgeable things that you know. Why don't I benefit again for it? Not necessarily for me, but for my family. And a lot of members of the family worked in the other business, and, and, and um, some still do. No, they they come they away. Know. No, okay. they um, they moved on from there. And so you know, it's about ten ten of them there, and and you know, they they'd be very keen to go again. And yeah, yeah. it wouldn't, you know, and that's it really, as simple as that. And, and I guess what once we've tick the box for ourselves, uh, you know, on, on the bottom of my book, and I shamelessly stole it because a good idea is a good idea. You can borrow it from someone else, from Stephen Covey. And his mission statement in life was to live, to love, to learn, to leave a legacy. And once you've got the stuff that you need, it does become about what am I going to leave behind, yeah, whether that's, that's with family or whether that's what people know and right. remember and get inspired by. Is that oh, fair? You're, you're exactly right. I mean, you, you know... Um, how would you put it? You know, I, you know, years ago, I don't think I had the background or the pedigree to be able to back up what I'm saying. But now I have it. You know, when you when you start a business, uh, nothing, and you sell it for lots of dosh at the end, and you're successful on the way, 
then you've got the credentials to talk. Yeah, and, yeah. you know, I'm not saying, I, you know, I, I'm, I ain't good at many things in life, but one thing I am good at is running a business. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and, and another thing you're really good at is building brands and building PR and profile. And I know you work with Keith Bishop, uh, and he's an incredible PR guy, and Carl, yeah. and, and they do an amazing job. But you seem to have, if I look at different things through your career, you seem to get the importance of branding, the importance of, uh, yeah. uh, you know, on the clothing, on the van, doing stuff that will get you in the newspaper, in, on the radio, yeah. on the telly, um, and get you known. That wouldn't have been something you get from Bill, would it? Where did that come from, do you think? Hope you're enjoying Success is a System. Every Tuesday, we launch it on all podcast platforms and on YouTube. Drop us a note and tell us who you would like to see or hear on Success is a System or what subjects you'd like us to cover to help you and your business. Success is a System, like, subscribe, and make sure you get it every Tuesday for great lessons and systems that have made people wealthy, healthy, and successful. Uh, to be honest, I, I just picked it up off of um, when, when I was in Pimlico and I, uh, there was little print shops. I went around a print shop uh, and Tony Davidson and he had six print shops and he was advising me to get this down the other and, and I had like a, a sort of an oblong logo of Pimlico and shadow writing and he said to me, you're not going to like this, he said, but that's old fashioned, it's no good one. And I'm like fuming <laughs> and he said, I'm going to suggest you change it. Uh, and he said, look, sleep on it. I remember him saying it. And I've gone home and I'm thinking, this guy's mad. Never going there again. He's obviously lost it. And I went back the next day and, and I said, look, tell me more about it. He said, look, who really knows you in Pimlico that little bit at that time? He said, you need to bring it out, boom, boom. Anyway, I listened to what he said and, and he made the difference of, of making me listen to people that know what they're talking about. And he changed a few things and it just went bizarre. Now... I think I, and then he said to me at the time, it's not working out with the shops, staff are a problem. If you want me to work for you, X amount of dosh. I took him on then and 40 years down the line, he still works with me now. And, and he's very yeah. black and white. And he, he doesn't, you know, he, uh, you know, he's not one of these people that, that you know, he puts his, his, his head on the block when, when he tells me something. And he don't make many mistakes, you know. Right, right. And 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 like things, I think working with him in that is like with like with the PR thing that we we had an old geezer once that um, used to walk walk, walk past uh, a building from the old people's home, and and another guy had worked for me a chauffeur who was about eighty he used to know him and drop him off at the pub and all that, and he walked by one cut of time he used to give him a score to go and have a drink, and he said to me. Um, Oh, I don't want your money, son. I'll, you know, I'll come and do a bit of work. I said, all right, Buster, what do you want to do? Sweep up, wash the vans. He went, I'll wash the vans. Anyhow, he came, he came, he turned up on a Monday. This is true story, right? Now, all I'm really doing is, is you know, letting him feel that he can... Anyhow, he turns up and, and I get on to my PR company. No, I get on to Tony Davidson. I said, no. Tony, I'm going to take this guy on. He's 99. What do you think? <laughs> he went, yeah. Uh, I said, I've been on to the PR company and they said leave it to his 100. And he said, he might not make 100, take him on now. We took him on on the Monday. By the end of the week, the place was packed out with press. So he'd become the oldest worker in Europe. It, it was like, it was non-stop on the telly. Uh, and, and he's and probably loving it as oh, well. I mean, he was getting, yeah, well, absolutely loving it, getting yeah. well paid in that. And, and I thought to myself, this is amazing. This guy, you know, he, he's out there. I've turned him into a worker. And the, the, the publicity was incredible. Yeah, yeah. And... There were many other ideas I'd done that. I used to get the old vans on and I'd have them. I'd get loads of apprentices on. We'd do lots of charity work. I don't find 
um, PR difficult at all. And again, somebody pointed out to me, and it was Tony Davidson, he said, what you need is recognition. Yeah, he said, yeah, yeah. And if it happens to be for the right reason, that's it. And then he, 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 he simplified it even again. He said, look, he said, you can be the best plumbing company in the world, but if no one don't know about it, there's no point. No, that's a good point. And I don't think recognition is difficult. You know, I mean, it's, you know, it's it's not difficult. You know what I mean? So taking that as a point, and I think I know your answer, but let's say you're a small plumbing business, got a couple of plumbers, let's say. Should you be employing a PR company to help you with that? Or should you just be trying to do your own stuff? What's your thoughts? Because... To me, a lot of people think, no, nah, no, nah, if I'm famous or when I become multi-million, I'll do it. But what comes first? It's a bit yeah, like a chicken well, or egg yeah. thing, isn't it? Well, look, um, I'm going to use that term. When people used to always say to me, um, you know, I don't think I can have PR on my... I, don't, I can't afford it. And I'll say to them, can you, can you afford not to have them then? Because whether you yeah. do your own... You, you know, you start with social media. If you ain't up on the social media now and, and all the bits are out there, then you're out of the game anyhow. Yeah. So... What I would say to anybody, start. you always start doing your own. Then you get someone to do a little bit that's a bit more professional. Um, and the more you spend on PR, the busier your business will be, the bigger the turnover. Um, I was introduced to a PR company in 2000. Uh, we bought a new building in Lambeth. They come in, a company from up Leeds come and fit some doors, like mechanical doors for the garage, etc. The boss woman... Had sent a message said, look, I'd like to come down and, and do some photos for you for a magazine. When she come down and she said, who does your PR? And I'm like looking, I'm thinking, what are you talking about? Why would we want PR? Mm-hmm. And I didn't get it. And she said, uh, 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 nobody. She said, well, I use a company called Recognition. She said, I'm in Darling. I still use them today. Yeah, I signed yeah. up with them then. I still use them today. And, you know, what, 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 a, what a sort of, you know, uh, a, a great thing that... You know, I had one conversation with this woman. She said something to her, to me. I, could, I couldn't see the end result, but I could see that there's a value to it. Yeah, and, and one of the things that occurs to me as I'm talking to you is that there, there's a saying that I like, which is we've got two ears and one mouth. Use them in yeah. that order kind of thing. Listen, 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 stop talking. And yet, sometimes people say, Mike, can you mentor us? Can you help us with the business? And let's say I spend an hour with them each month. They'll spend most of that hour telling me why they can't do something. Or, or I'll say, look, do this, do this. I've yeah. worked a lot of business. That's worked. They'll say, no, nah, that won't work. Cause, yeah. And they're talking out why it won't work. And yet it seems that, you know, whether it was the printer you listened to or the lady saying about your PR firm, you're, you're, it yeah. feels like you're always on the listen for, yeah. well, I don't know if that's right or not, but I'm going to No, think you're spot it. on. You're spot on because I get the same. I get people... I'll ring someone up to do something. They tell me every reason why they can't. And I'll just say, look, just stop there. Just, just, can you just do it then? For, uh, you know, it don't matter to me about it's going to rain. It don't matter to me that it's not long enough. I mean, I, I've seen workers, they go around somebody's house and they're telling the woman, you don't want to have this boiling, you don't want to do this. The lady wants to have a new boiler. Give her what she wants, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, want, she doesn't want to know what you can't have. She wants to know what she can have. And, yeah, unfortunately, we're... A lot of people are like that, but I'm not like that. You know, I'm, I, you know, somebody says, no. you know, if I walk in the shop, I don't want to know why that I can't have this, I can't have that. You know, if that's what I want, then just sell me it, kind of thing. No, I, I love that as well. And so, just on that, we fix. You're bringing in the old team. You're getting new team. Are you kind of um, looking to to bring in new ideas? Or, oh yeah, or, new ideas. You know, oh, phew, the ideas I've got is amazing. Um, 
Look, I, I'm, we're going to work on a, on, on a, uh, a similar sort of um, strategy of what we had with the other company, and that's quality service. So, you know, I, I mean, I've got it. It's so simple. If you bring the people in right, the right people bring them in, and you get rid of them the right way, the bit in the middle ain't difficult. You know what I mean? That's like breathing. You know what I mean? You turn up, do the job, take their money. Well, and on that, I do want to get into it, because so many uh, small companies are often saying to me, I know they're not very good, but they've been with me a couple of years or, or um, you know, oh, he's, he's got a family or so. And, you know, there's obviously different schools of thoughts, but if someone's a bad apple, did you ever, like, not make the right, not make a, a decision when you knew someone needed to go? Because there's a lot of businesses well, look, that are keeping people that know they shouldn't be keeping Okay, them. well, look, I think over the years you learn how to deal with it. And, and I'm, I'm going to actually just put this back onto you or anyone that's listening, and you're going to get the right answer. When's the best time to get rid of somebody? Now. Once you, de- once you decide that they're not the right person. Right, so, so I answer that now. The best time to get rid of somebody as soon as you first thought about yeah, it. Yeah. You know? Now, people said to me over the years, I mean, I've had people now, like now, if I've got someone ain't right, they're done. Some, someone ring me up at work or, or when I had Pimlico, and they go, oh, Jimmy, so-and-so, come in. Okay, get rid of him. Done. And, and, and similar to that, I used to listen a lot to Jack Welsh, who used to run GE. And he was, I mean, 400,000 staff, billions of pounds of turnover. And he was known as Neutron Jack because he would often, each year, review the bottom 10%. Yeah. And so I'd sometimes say to businesses, how many people do you employ? I'd say 20. Okay, so let's take 10% too. If you had to get rid of two tomorrow, in the time it took me to just say that, you know which two are, don't you? Yeah, of course. And they say, yeah, I say, well, aren't you disrespecting them to keep them? Because if you know they're the ones you get rid of, you're only hanging on to them while they're useful anyway, kind of thing. Yeah, oh, so, And what are they do, still doing in your business if it took you less than two seconds to know they're, the, they're I, not? No, look, you are right. I think the problem we have is, is, you know, we've all got an art and, you know, when they tell you, you know, I'm not being well and wife's this and, and, and you can get sucked in on it and and you know i'm not saying don't give anybody an opportunity and a chance but often the best thing you can do is part company with them and somebody said to me but what about sometimes charlie you've had got rid of 10 people and two of them have been excellent engineers they've gone on to better things i said yeah but the odds are against you aren't they eight of them are going to be wrong ones so you might as well let them and it go. may be the sometimes you know jack welsh would say set them free to be amazing somewhere else he said if you're going to set them free and you have to legally give them one month give them free because you need to feel some pain for for n- not addressing the issue earlier yeah. kind of thing yeah. so overcompensate them and actually if you tell them why you're letting them go and how you feel that might be the kick up the bum they well, need to go yeah. off and do something yeah. amazing look you know i mean you, you, you're so right there because, you know, I've seen certain people and, and they're never going to get it right with us. They're just not responding to you. And they go somewhere else and they make them formal. And all that. Yeah, I mean, you, you, you know, but I don't think you, you need to feel responsible for people to work for you. My take is give them a good job, give them good money, good conditions, and you expect something back for it. Yeah, yeah. And if they start acting that don't suit your company, people used to go to me, Oh, you're ruthless. I'm not ruthless. I'm not ruthless, but but I'm very black and white. And honest with them when, it, when well, you have to let them go. I yeah, I mean, it's like, you know, but I learned, you know, <clears throat> cut, cut your losses. And over the years, I've, I've, had, I've kept some people for a year or two. Yeah, and we've become yeah. quite friendly and mates. And then I think to myself, God, this guy's driving me mad. Then all of a sudden you get rid of him and, you've, and people are going to you, Oh, you know, he was wrong. He would know this, that, and the other. <laughs> Why didn't you tell me before? Yeah, and, and you think you've got a lot going on. But, yeah. I mean, that's, I'm a great believer that, you know, I always get a manager in place for recruitment, for accounts, for canteen manager. 
transport manager, um, sales manager, estimating manager, uh, office manager, and, 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 and you learn to delegate in business yeah, in the yeah, end. Yeah, yeah. And so I ain't got to go up and tell it he's a wrong one. That manager just happened to say to me, oh, look, Mary's been fucking about again, then, uh, you know, oh, how long has it been going on for? Well, you know, okay, get rid of her then. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah. and, 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 you know, it, it, it's about, if, I think the difference of being successful is being honest. And well, and I noticed that for every business that has that, look, if they're not working out, I'm going to let them go. I can do it as nicely as I can, but I'm going to let them go. But I'm going to do it now because once yeah. I know, I know. Equally, often those businesses, if you're in the top 20% of them, and you've said it, people work for you for 40 years. Yeah. You know, you look after them, you know their name, you know their families. Those people you are going to look after yeah. and, and, and live after. and die for. Kind uh, of exactly. And, and the difference is that, you know, I'm a great believer of... of giving people incentives to work for you. You know, give them the gym, give them the free lunch, give them the, the we, used to have, we used to have massage, barbecue up on the roof, yeah, yeah, yeah. lovely Christmas parties and that. And in the end, you want these, these people want to work for you. So it's not all about, you know, um, you, you know, not looking after people. I think you've got to look after them to get the best out of them. But if they don't stack up, they need to move yeah, on. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and I think that's an important... The, Whenever I've looked at businesses that are great businesses over a sustained period, it's always because they've got great people policies. Yeah. And yet, in the UK, we have 5.9 million businesses. 5.3 million of, of them have less than 10 employees. Yeah. And often I think it's because so many small businesses don't put the people policies in or the systems in that enable them to get over 10. You can sort of manage 10 people yeah, that's right. juggling and yeah. working crazy. But, but once that, it goes after that, you've got to have systems yeah. and controls. Well, look, I, I said earlier, and, and I'll still stick to that, the, the hardest and worst thing in business is employing people, but it's also the best because... Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you get that right, your business will just grow. Your, your, you, 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 that's the difference of being successful and not. When, when somebody says to me, simplify it, Charlie, you know, you run a plumbing business, Phasm, why is your plumbing business more successful than the others? Well, two reasons is, one is quality of service, and the second thing is that we're prepared to employ people, to look after people, and, and uh, yeah, th th that's definitely a winner, employing so, people. So if I can go back a little bit then, mm -hmm. would you have sold... If you went back now, uh, I mean, I have days when I look. I think it was the right move at the time. I think it was the right move. It fetched a good price. It 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 sort of got it home to me of how well we'd done at the business, and um, you actually grow off of that because when you come out of it, you think, you know what? Maybe I was better than what I thought. And now I've got that thought. I just yeah, said to you, yeah. we'll go again and we'll clean up in London. There's no two ways about that. Brilliant. I mean, and I can see that belief in your eyes. Yeah, well. I mean, you know, I mean. If I'm a better man, which I am, you know, I've got no hesitation on it whatsoever. And because you do learn so much in business, you learn by your mistake. You learn, I went this way, I went that way. And like as we talk about with, you know, um, getting rid of people, um, you know, I now know so much. You've got to get rid of them as soon as you start thinking about it. And, and I, I would I agree. I would do that more. And there's another one, like, you know, it's like when. You know, you've you got your doubts about someone or they might have fucked one job up and you think, 
you know that you know and they've always got a reason why and all that and then you, you've just got to be more honest and serious in business and and you've got to make sure that you know the tail's not wagging the dog you've got to be a leader yeah, no, that's a good you, way to put it you know you can't have people telling you what to do and it's like all this working from home nonsense you know they're dictating they're gonna they're, they're gonna tell you when they want to work when they ain't they're gonna be putting in so many claims reward the people that want to come into the office and let the other ones go and go and ruin other people's business yeah, yeah. so um let's go back a bit further then charlie 27 year old charlie what would you say to him if you were if if he if i was him and you were sitting here with him what would you say now with the benefit of, of uh, okay. looking back very simple you've got to think you've got to think a lot bigger than what you do think i used to think i fought fairly big but i was only doing it by 50 percent you know you you, you you'll be amazed of you know what you can achieve you know what i mean that you know, I mean, look, I started off all I ever wanted to be was a plumber. Then all of a sudden I started employing them. We employed about 500 at the end. And uh, I think now, you know, why didn't, I, why didn't I say I want to employ thousands, you know what I mean? Because it yeah. would have happened. So you must think bigger. Yeah. I think you've got to be... The other thing is you've got to be realistic. You mustn't kid yourself. You, you know, you know, you know that, how would you say it, what your capabilities are and what your capabilities ain't. But once you find what you're good at, and, and and you marry it all up, then you know it it, it 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 you're a lot more powerful than what you think. You know, it's like I'm sitting here now saying yeah, yeah, yeah. I I got rid of a company 18 months ago. I could start up tomorrow, and we will we will be cracking it right off. I could talk to anyone else in business, and I could tell them certain things they could do that would would improve their business. And how do I know? Why do I know? Why am I that confident? Because I've done it. Yeah. yeah. You know, and I have to say that you know anybody that can start a business. And cash in at the other end of it, you've got to have something about you that's uh, a bit more than not the norm. I mean, I'm only just realising yeah, this now. Yeah, yeah. You know, when you get rid of your bitches, you realise how good you were. You know, Whereas when you're doing it, you're probably in it and well, looking you, at the problems. Your mind's all like, oh, oh, should I do this? Should we take that? Should <clears> I do? And then all of a sudden you come away from it, and, you know, other people that are doing the business now, they're not getting it right. And you think, well, it's so obvious. It's so obvious. And, you know, I think one of the things we, we had great at, at the business. Um, it was very much a personal business, very much a family business, and you know that 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 I think is is a lovely way to run a business. Yeah, yeah. You know, family or personal. I mean, you know yourself is you can. I've dealt with people for years and I wouldn't have a clue what they look like, sound like, and you know, got no personality. And 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 I think that side of it, you know, we're all human beings. I mean, I used to be as shy as anything. You know what I mean? And it's hard to imagine, really. Yeah, couldn't even walk in a room. Now, like I walk in a room and yeah, yeah. Notice me. So, given that, would you have any any conversation around that confidence or self belief? If if you if I was fifteen year old Charlie, what would you be saying to me? Well, I mean, definitely do your apprenticeship. That's for sure. Because apprenticeship means you're going to be a millionaire these days. Do your apprenticeship and then think big. Think think big. If 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 you know, often people say, oh, "I don't ever want to have my own business." Okay, well, everyone's different, but. There's no business like your own business, you know what I mean? And, and if you can think back to when you were 15-year-old Charlie, what do you think he would say to you now if he was sitting here? It would, I think he would say that, you know, you, you missed lots of opportunities because you should have just really gone, you know, amazing. I mean, I thought just working in um, Pimlico or, or Chelsea or something was, was like a, a great thing. 
And, you know, and then in the end, you start working all these, like, Mayfairs and all that. You just got to think big, yeah. you know what I mean? A couple of quick-fire things, uh, which I normally end with. Oh, nice. Um, you know, and it's this or that, and it's like, I know you're not the politician, so we'll get to this or that rather than the long sort of thing. But, um, and in no particular order, degree or apprenticeship? <laughs> you, you shouldn't even ask me that. Yeah, apprenticeship. apprenticeship. Um, what's your favourite book or quote? That, that you uh, have been most okay, inspired yeah. by? Uh, well, my favourite book is the one I've got. Um, it's called Bog Standard Business. I've read it. And um, it's got so much advice and it's an autobiography and business tips. And when I've, I look at myself, I think, God, so many things that has helped me, you know, do this, don't do that, number plates, appetite, you know. It's so yeah. I think it's a, it's, a, it's a great book for for someone who wants to be successful. And, you know, ain't about the money. I mean, all the money goes to children, my children. Yeah, good. No, um, so that's <laughs> no I know you do a lot for my, charity. My, anyway, so. my best quote, I would say, is a man who never made a mistake, never made fuck all. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. So, and then a couple of other completely different things, Tories or Labour for next election? Who's going to win? Uh, I'm always black and white, so I'm going to say Taurus, you know what I mean? Okay. I mean, obviously they've got a battle on, but I get a feeling they might play their best card, which is Boris, you know what I mean? Okay. What about London specifically, Lib Dems or Tories? Well, I'm a Tory guy, you know what I mean? Okay. I mean, you know, uh, yeah, because of Thatcher and that, so Yeah, you know, I'm I can Tory, see, yeah. see that. Um, best thing about the UK? Um, great opportunity if you want to be successful there's a lot of help in the uk there's a lot of opportunities um and uh i think if you want to be a successful businessman then there's so much opportunity there to do it you know what i mean I, I, again you don't realize when you're starting out you don't realize you know of course it's difficult but the opportunities that are there you know what i mean i mean yeah. there's a lot of sort of you know, the foreigners come over and, and, and next to no time they're, they're millionaires all because they work hard and, and um, you know, don't bellyache kind of thing. So great opportunities in the UK for so business. the flip of that, what's the worst thing about the UK at the moment? Um, well, I think there's, there's many things that, that are bad there. Um, whew, yeah, where do you start there? I mean, you know... Uh, What's the worst thing? I think probably the, for me the worst thing is the youngsters are not are not given the proper opportunity to make something of themselves. I think the you know the the system where you know if you're not educated and you don't go to university they're not interested in you. I came out of a system a long time ago that I used to put the camera in, and I think he would have adapted it in the end if he was still in there. Was when you leave school you should either have a job, go to university or go into a state-funded apprenticeship. Right. It would resolve youth unemployment, it would resolve crime on the street, it would resolve that rehabilitation, skill shortage. That's, look, pe people sort of start becoming somebody when they get a job. Yeah. And, and I think that's the thing that Once we lack in this country. Once the feeling of earning a wage. Yeah, they're, they're, they're not draining, they're, they're putting something into society. And it just changes you. I mean, you sort of grow up when you get a yeah, job, yeah, don't you? Yeah. you well, know. and you start to get the influences of other adults that aren't your parents or teachers. Cause well, that's it. And, and, and then all of a sudden you look at these people and you go, hey, you know what? You know, he's made this from that and he's made this and he's done well and look at the car he's got. And we learn off other people yeah. and, you know, but you can't do that unless you get in the workplace. So for me, one of the most important things is is to get in the workplace. And I think one of the things we lack is that we don't 
do enough for youngsters to get them in the workplace. Com- completely agree. Um, completely different subject. Who's the, who was the biggest influence on you, mum or dad? Dad. Okay. Purely because he had good work ethics. Brilliant. You know, okay. he, he, rain or rain or sun, he'd be up at five in the morning, get get a tube to work and go to work and earn two bob. You know what I mean? But you know, it, anybody that goes to work, I admire anyhow. So my father was a great work ethics. And last two, because I'm interested, um, who's the best ever boxer? Muhammad Ali. And the best current boxer? Uh, current boxer. Uh, I'm trying to think of a name. Give me a name. Tyson Fury, someone like that, or no? I'm not great lover of Tyson Fury. Um, you know, I'm not great lover of any of the heavyweights. Uh, uh, so who's the? Um, I'm, I'm not up on the boxing today. So um, yeah, but I'm Dave Muhammad Ali. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm just not up on it enough. No, 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 no. No, that's uh, fair. And and on that. Why Muhammad Ali? Is it because one of the things, apart from being an amazing boxer, a lot of what we've talked about today has yeah. been about mental attitude and belief and well, the psychology of winning. Yeah. Really. Well, I think I think the reason I'm picking Muhammad Ali, you know, the fact that you know he was obviously a great boxer, but the recognition he got, and that reminds me of the PR. You know, it was like a walking PR yeah, machine. Yeah, yeah. And if you think about it, that you know, I used the term earlier that somebody said to me, "Well, my." my market manager said what you need is recognition and if it happens to be for the right reason that's it so you know the recognition of, of him the recognition of Nigel Farage the recognition of of Johnson and you could arguably be say in, in my business the recognition of me yeah, you yeah, know no, if, if 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 I weren't out and people don't know about me then well you wouldn't be here and it's all no point so no, no. I, I quite like the idea that people have got recognition and if, it, if it's for the right reason then even better. And and lastly, to finish it, because it's success is a system, what three systems or, or attitudes or approaches would you say to everybody they've got to have to be successful in business or life? Well, I'm a great believer of providing a quality service. So whatever you're doing, supplying, uh, you know, manufacturing, uh, IT, or whatever you're doing, I believe in quality and quality. And I, th- I believe that people always pay for quality. So I'm going to say definitely have a quality product or quality service. Um, the next thing is in business. So, so ask me the question again, sorry. So what are the three systems, attitudes or approaches okay, you yeah. think are most important? Okay, well, definitely quality of service. And the other thing is you've got to be a leader. You've got to, And a leader's got drive, ambition, enthusiasm, <laughs> never going to say no, never give in. Um, you've got to have, I mean, you, you can buy brains, but you can't buy enthusiasm. Yeah. So, you know, like as you said to me t- today, you've still got a lot of fire there. And, and I'm, you know, and I'm like just going casual at the moment. If I was really going full out there. So you've got, you've got to have drive, you've got to have ambition. Um, obviously, you've got to be an hard worker. I think uh, a lot of people forget in business that, you know, you're never going to be successful unless you work hard. And people often say to me, but Charlie, I've worked hard all my life, but I'm not successful. Well, you know, they haven't got the drive. And, the, yeah. you, you know, I don't, I, don't think, I don't think you're born with it. I think you, you, you manufacture your strong points. We've all got strong points. And whatever they are, you've just got to maximise them. And I would say one of my strong points is I believe in 
you know, success. I believe that, you know, you, you know, it would take a lot to stop you kind of thing. Yeah, it's a bit yeah. like a boxer. He's got to believe that he's going to win. Um, and, and, and who was it? I think it was Napoleon Hill who said, what the mind of man can conceive and believe they can achieve. You've got to start with the Yeah, you've got to believe it, but you've got to be realistic. And, and you know, if I was setting out to be, you know, a, a finance or mathematician, I ain't got open L, but we're all good at something. Yeah. Once you find out what it is, then you just got to play on Working that. And, and whatever your strong points will be, you know, I mean, you know, I realise now my strong points are being honest, being outspoken and making it happen, you know. Brilliant. And there's a way of making it happen, just, you know, you know, this sort of, I'm not going to say never giving, be realistic, but it would take a lot to, you know, I used to, I used to think it would take a lot for me not to go to work, you know. I don't, I don't get Monday illness or Friday illness yeah, or yeah, yeah. two Bob colds or whatever, or stomach upsets or postman's birthday or you know cat ain't drunk his milk i never had any of them problems which is another big argument about trades generally yeah it? but but in in a real world you know i would i sort of say it will take a lot for me not to go to work and and i think if you've got that attitude it will take a lot for me not to be successful you know Brilliant. i mean yeah charlie thank you so much for your time can i, I just send you with this last yeah, go on, bit go on, please and i think you're gonna know so einstein right he said, if he could come again, what would he be? What would I he come back? I haven't heard this. You haven't heard this? You've heard this one? Well, Einstein said, if he, could, if he was to come again, he would come back as a plumber. Oh, did he say that? Yeah, oh. you didn't know that. Oh, no, I didn't know that. Okay. And I, I, I've read lots of So I'm going to say, if I was to come back again, I'd come back as Einstein. <laughs> Thank you. That's, that's, that's incredible. Thank you, Charlie. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Success is a System with Charlie Mullins. Now, one of the things I say about success is repetition is the mother of success. Don't listen to this once or view it once. Do it again and again and again because I can tell you there are loads of snippets in there that can transform your life and transform your business. If you've enjoyed it, like, share and subscribe. And we look forward to seeing you again on the next episode of Success is a System. Thank you. Thank you.